Hello, seasoned singles. This is your host, Angela Hines, and I want to welcome you to In the Meantime with the Seasoned Single. You are listening to episode 10. Decision number two, live like no one else. Today, we're going to continue our series on The Good Steward. What decisions do we have to make in order to be a good steward? In episode nine, we introduced the whole concept of being a good steward and what that looks like as a seasoned single. You have to make the decision to take the time to know where you stand, to make the assessment, to determine if your life is one of a good steward. How are you spending your time as a seasoned single? Does your life line up with the word of God? Episode 9 also provided some questions that you could take some time to mull over to think about to decide if you are are truly stewarding well this season of singleness. So if you haven't listened to that, you should check it out. Before we get started, I want to share something with you guys that really encouraged me to pursue this topic a little bit more. Just before the release of episode 9, I experienced something at work that I've never experienced before. I experienced my first layoff. So it's something that you hear about, it's something that you read about, but it's something that I've never experienced before. And by the grace of God, I was moved into a different department and we were actually spared from this particular layoff. But what I saw in the people that I've come to know and love was a lot of panic, a lot of concern about the future. And when I think about what is happening right now in our country with COVID-19 and just being single and not knowing what the future holds, it really made me look at how well I was stewarding my finances. As I saw what my coworkers were going through, I had to ask myself, if that had been me, would I be prepared? Was I ready for something like that to happen? And I realized that I wasn't. And I'd done some things to to get a little bit more secure, but I have not really followed up. So I have invited a friend who is a seasoned single, who loves Jesus, and it's debt-free to come and join us today to tell us about her journey. If you guys are ready, we're going to jump to this interview with my friend and sister, Candy Landers. Hey guys, this is Angela and I am here with my friend Candy Landers and she is a seasoned single who is debt free. Can I get an amen? (laughs) (laughs) Hey Candy, how are you? So before we get started, I want um, to give you an opportunity to kind of tell us who Candy is and I want you to give us a shout out to your home church. 
Oh, great. Um, um, I'm Candy Landers. I live in Northwest Arkansas. Um, you know, I moved up here when I was 20 uh, from Van Buren to finish college, and I never looked back. There awesome. was no way I was going <laughs> back to, to Van Buren. Um, I've been in the supplier world for, goodness, um, pushing 20 years now um, in the Walmart supplier world. Um, my home church is Life Church Roger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get into our new location very soon. Tell me your relationship status. Oh, I'm very single and <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I'm very okay with it. <laughs> well, the thing that I love about Candy so much is that when she says that she's okay with it, like you better believe it. My girl is like, Mm-mm, I don't have time for that. I got stuff I need to get done. So, <laughs> I absolutely love it. She is one of the, almost one of the only people that I've met as a seasoned single who is completely satisfied and content where she is. And I just love it. I love that so much about you. So, wow, thank you. Yeah. I invited you on today because I, we had a conversation and we were talking about a few things and you mentioned that you were debt free. And I was like, wow, that is awesome. So I want to kind of dig into what, where were you financially? How did you get there? And then talk about the journey to debt freedom. Sure. So like everyone else, I was trying to keep up with the Joneses. And if you ever start the Dave Ramsey program, you'll know that that's one of his terms is keeping up with the Joneses. And you know, like the Joneses are broke. So I found out about financial peace in my friend, Laura, who was taking it through Fellowship Bible. I just totally made fun of her. Really? <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, because we would all go to dinner mm -hmm. and she would go with us, but she wouldn't eat. Hmm. And I was just like, what? She was like, well, I didn't have it budgeted for this week, but I still want to see y'all and, you know, see what's going on and catch up, but I'm just not going to eat dinner. I ate before I came. I'm like, oh, no. no. <laughs> right? I yeah. was like, mm, uh-uh, this is not for me. But um, I've I had always been a spender. I was never a saver. Mm -hmm. I mean, I lived um basically paycheck to paycheck and when I ran out of paycheck I used my credit card um mm -hmm. I didn't have outrageous amount of credit card debt when I started but still I mean it was not a healthy way to live um yeah you know I wasn't living within my means yeah did you have student loans I didn't I only took out I think it was seven thousand dollars in student loans and that's also like 25 years ago and things are a little bit different, but I yeah. also worked full time um, and went to school. And so I paid for it. Like every tax refund went to my college, like, and I paid for it. It That's wasn't, awesome. um, I didn't have it paid for me. So, I mean, okay. I just had to bust it to keep it paid off. Mm -hmm. You heard about it from your friend, Laura. Now you said it was unattractive. It seemed unattractive that she's going out and she's not eating but what about what she was doing intrigued you? The only way I can really describe it is a God thing. Cause I was in new Orleans at jazz fest and I had ran out of money 
and I was, you know, using my credit card, no big mm-hmm. deal. But I woke up one morning and I mean, I could hear, I mean, an audible voice. I mean, it was like, it was my voice in my head, obviously, but it was like, when you get home, you're starting Dave Ramsey. Huh. And I'm both like looking around like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> but I knew it was like, it was going to happen. And literally the day I got off the plane, I went to Barnes and Noble and I got my book and I started flipping through it. And I was like, Oh, this is easy peasy. I was like, I'll be done with this in a few months. Cause in my head, you know, I had bought a house. I had just had six months earlier, bought a brand new Jeep. And, um, I'm thinking I only had 6,000 on a credit card and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll be done with this. And you know, few months, six months, whatever. And then you start getting into the, into the book and it's like, Oh, vehicles and um, mortgages aren't legitimate debt. Nothing is legitimate debt. Mm. Oh yeah. And I panicked. Yeah. I was like, Oh gosh, this is like for real, for real. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you just start with this program and like the first thing you do is, the emergency fund, like, and you, and I just started in, like, I got the book and boy, like I started with the thousand dollars emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Um, because he really talks about Murphy's law. Like, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, when you don't have any money. And so he really wants you to be, you know, set up from success, you know, to have that emergency fund. And then, you know, like step two is the snowball and you just start going in. Like if you have a bunch of credit card debt, you know, whatever bills you have, Mm -hmm. you know, you gather them up and you start paying off the smallest, the fastest. So like whatever your smallest one is, that's the one you pay extra on. Pay it off, then you take whatever you were paying on that one and you move to the next one. And you just start seeing progress really fast. I mean, because people need, you know, motivation to keep on this. So yeah. You know, that's why he calls it the snowball effect. And so I did. I got my credit card knocked off real soon. And then it came to a vehicle. And it said, if you can't pay off your vehicle in two to two and a half years, sell it. Oh. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm not. <laughs> uh, uh, nope. Uh-uh. So for two years, I was paying more on my Jeep because, I mean, it was sweet. Um, I, I had a muscled up Jeep. And, I mean, it was you had to hop to get in it. Oh wow! So, um, yeah, it was fun for two years. Boy, I just plowed into that Jeep payment and got it paid off. So I didn't have to sell it. That was rough. And then, I mean, just the way he works it out is then you have to have like a, I think it's like a three to six month emergency fund or savings account. You know, like if, if you lost your job or something that you know, you wouldn't, you would be taken care of, like, until you get your next job, you know, and that's baby step three. So you just, you know, you just keep going. And I went through like the first two pretty quickly. And then on baby step three, like for me, I wanted to have um, a $10,000 like padding, Mm -hmm. um, just in case anything happened. And so, you know, that takes months to, to build that. And so, but you, you see so much progress as you're going that, you know, you, you don't lose your momentum. And then I went right into baby step four, which was maximizing your retirement. Because as soon as I started this, 
I stopped all investments in 401k. Like, um, oh. he wants you to start paying off. Yeah. It's like all, everything that you were, that I was contributing, I just cut off. Like he wants you to pay off your bills. Like he's like, you have all the time in the world once you're done. So how long did you turn off your contribution to your 401k? Four years. Wow. At least. That's amazing. And kind of scary too, you know, but. Right. My company was still contributing their part, but I just wasn't um, doing mine. So I, I still had a little bit, you know, coming in for it, but yeah. Um, he explains that I can't do it eloquently. Why do you think it's important uh, for singles to really eradicate debt right now? Oh, goodness. Just the peace of mind is priceless. And you're not dependent on anyone because you only have yourself to rely on. I know that I can take care of myself in any situation now. Just the peace of mind it gives you is just tremendous. That's wisdom. Just being able to take care of yourself. I mean, it's wise. And especially for those who want to get married, you don't want to take a lot of debt into a marriage relationship. What are some of the tips that you would share with people to encourage them to walk this path? I would say number one is start tithing and start tithing immediately. Like that is your line item number one on your budget. You cannot outgive God. Amen. I mean, period. Like I give, I base my tithing on the salary I want to make. That's not biblical. That's um, Mm -hmm. something my childhood pastor used to preach on. And let me tell you, God has not let me down. Amen. That's all right, girl. um, Right? I would say having clear goals and clear timelines because anything else is just a wish. If you write it down, you know, you can be more accountable. Mm -hmm. Probably learning how to say no was huge for me. Yeah. Because, you know, people pleasing and, you know, when a friend would ask, you know, you want to go to dinner? Well, yeah, I want to, but I didn't have it in the budget for this week. I can schedule you for next week. So I'm, mm-hmm. or I can go and I'm not going to eat. And right. people would just look at me and they're like, you don't have any money. And I'm like, no, I, I have money. I just don't have money for that. It's very hard to wrap your mind around it. You know, when you're not doing it, I would just be like very okay with being different because once you start it, you're going to be different from everyone else. And when you're debt free, you're also going to be different. That's huge. You be different because when you're debt free, you're going to be different from everyone else because it is our culture to be in debt. It's like, okay to be in debt. And I love something that I think Dave Ramsey says this, um, live like nobody else. So you can live like Mm -hmm. nobody else. Yes. That is his direct quote. Yeah. I live by that. Um, and I mean, I would say like drink the Dave Ramsey Kool-Aid. There was only one thing I deviated on mm-hmm. and that was, he didn't want you to like steal from your envelopes. In my mind, I'm like, well, if I have $60 in my Walmart envelope and if I want to eat ramen noodles all week long because I have Christmas coming up and I have gifts to buy, that is my choice. I'm not taking it from anywhere else. I'm not. So I did. That's the only thing I did deviate on and it still worked for me. So, um, but I would say definitely like 
followed the plan. I found discipline I didn't even know I had. Like, like I said, like I had always been a spender. Like I wanted to keep up with all of my friends. I wanted the latest clothes. I wanted the latest shoes. I wanted to go on trips. And I found discipline that I had, I did not know I had. I wish I could find it again on, on my diet. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> That'd be great. Lord, if you're listening, um, I would say um, those things were the biggest, you know, things to, to focus on if you want to desire to be debt free. Thank you. Those are great, great tips. Did you have accountability when you went through this? My grandma was my biggest supporter in this. Uh Um, I mean, she is so frugal. I mean, she can squeeze a nickel so hard, the buffalo crap. I mean, (laughs) holy cow. Like, I mean, she would reuse napkins. I mean, like, she grew up, you know, in the Depression. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, you saved and you didn't spend and you reused. and um. So not so much accountability. It was just like, she was my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter. Like she was so excited for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was what, 82 years old and she drove up from Van Buren to watch me write my last mortgage check. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That is great. Like, I mean, I'll never forget it. Like I had a little sign made that said, you know, this girl is, you know, totally debt free. And, you know, we took pictures together and it it was really special. It was a little anticlimactic just because you think it should be like balloons and confetti falling (laughs) out of the sky. (laughs) Yeah. But it didn't. I just kind of handed on my check and they're like, thanks. And I'm like, okay, nothing, no, okay. Um, but it was it was very special that I had my grandma there because she has been just the biggest supporter of uh, me through my journey because it was five and a half years. And even though, I mean, yeah, five and a half years does sound short. Mm-hmm. It, it's I promise you it's not when you're living it because I didn't buy new clothes. I didn't go on vacations, you know, like, it was five years, five and a half years to be long, mm-hmm. but now it's just, I mean, it's so worth it, obviously, but I didn't have strict accountability, just more of a cheerleader. That's great. And we all need those cheerleaders. Now, I want to go back to something that you said earlier. You were talking about Dave Ramsey's Murphy's Law, and I want to ask you, Throughout your five-year journey, did you have a point in time where you were so glad that you had done what Dave said because you had to lean on that, those savings? Yeah. So when I was completely debt-free and I have, I've been debt-free now for this May, it'll be what, um, seven years? Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, I, I lost my job. Mm. And even though I had, I mean, I had five months severance. I was devastated to the fact that I had lost my job, but I wasn't nervous about paying my bills because I mean, nothing in my life changed. In fact, I redid my house. Like I did all (laughs) these house projects on that. And I actually ended up taking several more months because let me tell you, my retirement has been moved up 
significantly because it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh. Like, you know, just doing little house projects and like I did all this paint in my kitchen cabinets. I did a pallet wall. Like it was so much fun. But it turns out like I ended up taking, what, nine months off. Turns out I'm actually now back with the company that um, had originally packaged me out. They realized that um, it was a mistake and I am now back there and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be back, happy to be back with the team. I mean, I really don't know what God's plan for, you know, doing that to me, but I will say I definitely drew closer to him because I said from day one, after I finally wiped the tears away, because it was so unexpected mm-hmm. that I was like, you know, the Lord has me in the palm of his hand. Like he knows exactly where I'm at. He knows exactly where I'm going. Yes. And, um, you know, I just took some, some time to breathe and I didn't have any kind of financial like worries. Yeah. I could just enjoy my, my freedom. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was game changing. That was a very big eye opener. If I hadn't have been debt free, I would have been panicked because yeah. I would have been, you know, paying my mortgage, you know, and even though I got five months severance, you know, it, especially when you're in a professional job, like it takes months, you know, mm-hmm. to go through the interview process, go through with the recruiter, go to the second interview, you know, all of those things take time. Yeah. And with me not having to worry about it, I was like, I'm going to wait for the perfect job. And yes. I was able to do that, you know, and sleep like a baby every night. Man, that's unheard of. And that is amazing that you were able to do that. Wow. I want to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Question number one, who is your Hollywood crush? Oh, wowzers. Probably Matthew, uh, um, McConaughey. Oh, yes, honey. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Even though he's a, right, even though he's a Longhorn fan, (laughs) I will forgive him and we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Because he is fine. Uh, (laughs) Number two, favorite book? Ooh. Oh, boy. I was not expecting this question. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, this is embarrassing. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of one that, um, <laughs> that, that's less embarrassing because, um, oh gosh, I'll just own it. Um, I love the Twilight series. I yeah. know it's embarrassing. Um, no, girl. Keep it real. Um, keep it real. This, this is a no judgment zone over here. All right. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, I, I was obsessed with that series, what, 10 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reread them like five or six times. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm owning that. Oh, <laughs> I need to, I need to do better. <laughs> no, I mean, you gotta own it, girl. We gotta be real about who we are and where we are. Oh, absolutely. Okay favorite television series probably survivor like i have watched that from season two i mean i i watch it with my best friend like it's a it's an event every wednesday night so um you know it's it's more than just the show i get to see um 
you know, my friend and it's just, you know, tradition now. Yeah. That's cool. And what's your favorite verse in the Bible? You know, the one I have that's in my room is be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Psalm 46, 10. I like, I'm a fixer and I'm a doer and I can get stuff done. And a lot of times I need to be reminded to be still that, you know, and then it goes right into like, if you just, you know, let the Lord fight your battles, you know, like all, you know, the God's promises. And sometimes I just, just need to take a step back and let God. Yeah, that's good. Last one, favorite movie of all times. Uh, the Parent Trap, the original. Oh, sweet. Haley, Haley Mills one. I have watched that <laughs> a thousand times. I just thought it was the neatest thing. That's awesome. Well, Candy, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you sharing your life and your, your heart with us. And it is amazing that you got your house, your car, that credit card paid off in five years. That is amazing. And it is inspiring. And we appreciate you sharing your time. Uh, thank you for having me. she dropped some truth bombs that we needed so desperately to hear so she has been so gracious enough to provide a giveaway for us this week it is dave ramsey's book that will help you get started on your journey to be debt free in order to win you gotta know where to find us you can find us on instagram and facebook at the season single Or if you want to join our mailing list, go to our website, www.theseasonsingle.com. In the meantime, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and share this with a friend or two, someone that you think will be blessed by it. My prayer for you is that you make the decision to live this single life like no one else so that you can live like no one else. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you.